Today, we speak with a young man who has come up with an award-winning Bible study tool leveraging AI. Find out more next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other resources for your life and ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It is episode number 405 on the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, we've got a webinar coming up on, what's the date? November 14th? 14th. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is that webinar about? Why should anybody care? That webinar is repurposing your sermon. So this is the ability to take your recorded sermons and have some additional content for your congregation for almost free. So combining the, the magic of AI. Wow. Okay. Well, AI certainly is the thing these days. And so that webinar is available to anybody that wants to sign up. Just go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv. It's that simple. And uh, you can reserve your seat. We'll go for about a half hour and do some Q&A afterwards. And uh, yeah, it's also big of repurposing your sermon. Uh, you know, uh, as uh, I think all of us uh, understand that, you know, you put a lot of time and effort into messages and, um, you know, it's really be good if you could get a little more out of them instead of just Sunday morning. And this is a great opportunity to do that. Repurposing means that you can use your parts of your messages in other places, uh, social media, clips on websites, those kind of things. So it's a great tool and it will be a, a great, uh, I think, a really great webinar. So webinar.streamingchurch.tv is the place to sign up and you'll get in all the action. All right. So let's uh, let's get into uh, what we're going to talk about today. We have a guest today again, and uh, I will uh, tell you a little bit about him from his bio. He is the founder of BibleMate.io, and BibleMate is an innovative, award-winning online Bible study tool, and it does leverage AI. And the goal of this, of course, is to help uh, churches, help pastors, help leaders, help Christians. Uh, really engage in a in really more of a deeper walk and a deeper understanding of God's word and to know him more. And uh, it's actually really good for a younger congregation. So without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Welcome everybody to uh, this Church Solutions podcast, Nils Galbranson. Uh, Nils, thanks for being our guest today. Absolutely. Phil and Steve, thank you uh, so much for having me. All right. So tell me before we get into this, I pronounced your name, your name, Gall Branson, your last name, not, uh, Nils Gall, Gall Branson. And uh, I stuttered a little bit on it because you were telling me before we recorded that there's actually two pronunciations to this. Tell me the story real quick. So, yeah. So my name is Nils Galbranson per se. Um, Galbranson is how my dad says it. Um, and Goldbranson is how my mom says it because she says that it sounds prettier and she likes Branson, Missouri. Right. So, um, who am I going to trust? You know, maybe my dad, who's maybe had his last name for, you know, 68, 69 years, or my mom, who's only had it for like 30, 35. So, 
<laughs> well, you don't want to disagree yeah. with your mom, though. That that would be that would be a tough deal there. So. That is true. So when engaging with my mom, I do tend to say "Go Branson" just out of respect for her. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, good deal. So I didn't totally screw it up. All right. Well, we're glad to have you on on our our podcast today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's dig into this. So um, I wanted to get the story behind Bible Mate mm-hmm. and where the idea came from and why you pursued it and what does it do and all that. Mm-hmm. Give us a, a, a brief background on, the, on what it does and, and why you created it. A brief background. Okay, so... Sometimes this is hard to do, but I. That's but I will do, it didn't I have will, to be too brief. Right, I got a half right. hour. We got a half hour. Just, Interesting. just go for it. Just talk. Just tell <laughs> right, us right. the story. But because of how nuanced, you know, AI can be, especially among Christian circles, uh, you know, there are some very interesting um, pivots that needed to be made and explanations that need to have. Because as soon as some Christians hear AI, they immediately get turned off. So sometimes I have to you know what, beat around the bush a little bit and explain more context. But for this case, um, I'll just go back to when I first had the idea. And that's when I was sitting at my desk, sort of like this. And I had my Bible open and I had maybe five or six different tabs open on my computer. Um, And one of those tabs was a sermon and the rest were either different translations or different commentaries. Um, And as I was reading the word, um, some questions came up and, um, you know what, I spent some time, you know, on prayer and then, you know, flipping through the scripture, starting to try and find, um, where these answers would lay or where they would be, um, unsuccessfully. So then that's usually when that's the case, that's when I go to resources like Google and sort of find these like question and answer type questions. Um, and it took me about 10 or 15 minutes to find a article or um, a specific post by this pastor that I like talking about this particular topic. Um, the only problem was while the answer was good, um, it still left me with some questions and extra things that weren't necessarily that clear for me. So I had two options. I was like, okay, well, I can try and reach out to the pastor and say, hey, can you elaborate on this? And chances are never get in touch with them. Or if I do, it's three weeks or four weeks down the line. And all of a sudden, I don't even care about the the question, the question I asked anymore, right? Um, and so I was just sitting there thinking, I was just like, you know what? AI is becoming this huge thing. This was in early summer when I was working at an internship in Boston, working in commercial real estate. Um, and I sort of just had this idea. I was like, you know what? AI is becoming this huge thing. I wonder if it's possible if... I could just, instead of spending all this time, um, you know, and not being able to get the answers to my questions, I was just like, well, what if I can make some type of model that'll go out and find the question and answers for me, I guess, not to like take away from my own Bible study. Obviously this was after the fact, after I, I had already gone through these different um, hoops. So that's where, that's where I had the idea for Bible mate and Essentially, what happened is I don't necessarily have a tech background, but I sort of throughout the summer and throughout my internship, I taught myself how to create a web application um, that leverages AI. So that's I spent my time during the day working in commercial real estate. And then when I would get home from about 6 to 10 p.m., that's when I was working on BibleMate. And I did that for about three or four months before having a 
MVP or a minimum viable product, they say, um, to send out. And then um, I started sending it out. And what he essentially what it does is you can go on there and ask questions, um, you know, improve your Bible study, like ask for Hebrew words, ask for Greek words, like essentially any question you have or any thing that you would need for a Bible study, like gathering context and cross-referencing and everything. Um, I, I trained um, an AI model that to have a biblical worldview. So when you, when you have tools like ChatGPT and something, I mean, if you're listening to this, I encourage you never go to ChatGPT for your theology, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Oh no. Um, oh no. Yeah. Got, right. Now I got to so, backtrack um, on everything. <laughs> you know, back to me that one day, it's like, well, a ChatGPT was there. So then I went in and asked ChatGPT this particular question and you could tell there was a very clear bias towards its answer that it wasn't necessarily anti-christianity but it definitely took some very it definitely took a lot of liberty in its in its answer um so i was like well i wonder if it's possible to be able to go and train an ai model that's trained a on the bible and on what most christians would have a consensus on well-respected christian scholarship and turns out it was um you know through i'm not going to get into all the details of what exactly that looks like, but it turns out um, it was actually possible to do. And then, so that's where the idea of Bible mate came is if AI is going to be used. I mean, I think um, glue at this conference that I was at a few weeks ago where I met Steve, I think they did a very good job of it sort of came from two reasons. First of all, one, God isn't surprised by AI. And the second one being it's in its current form, in its current stage, it's nothing more than a tool to be used. It can either be used for good. It can either be used for bad. Same thing could have been said about the printing press. Same thing could have been said about the invention of the internet. So where did I get this idea from? I mean, I did have to check myself a little bit because when I went and tried to find a software developer to come help me with this, I actually approached um, a very good Christian friend of mine who I went to college with in South Carolina. And he was just like, I started sharing the idea with him and he started, you know, he eventually said no um, for this reason. He was just like, Hey man, I don't think AI should be used to show what God intended man to be able to go out um, and share and whatnot. So he's essentially, you know, he sort of made me take a step back and realize, okay, am I doing something that is going to potentially be harmful to someone because they're getting contextual Bible information, but it just happens to be from AI. And it made me take a step back and think about that. And I actually started to dive in on what artificial intelligence actually is in its current stage. And I think where he was coming from came from a fundamental misunderstanding of what artificial intelligence actually is in its current stage. Yeah. Hey, so it's not uh, going in. Yeah. Yeah. Let let me, uh, you're breaking up a little bit on us here, Niles. And because most of the people are listening to this on audio, go ahead and shut your video off. Don't hang up on us, but shut your video off and let's see if that makes a difference. You're you're breaking up a little bit. So I'm breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Well, a little bit, but, uh, but, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let's let's try that, but I don't want to interrupt your train of thought here. So, so the <laughs> right. funnel, which, which you I just did, I, I did. Well, I did for the sake of quality. But yeah, uh, yeah, right. so so tell us. All right, so so you said this guy had a fundamental uh, 
misunderstanding about AI. Elaborate on that, please. Or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, um, actually, if this is a separate Wi-Fi thing that, that I can connect to, that'll, ho that'll hopefully be better. So if you just give me a second. Sure, okay, but anyways. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hopefully this could just be edited out in the in the podcast. I, I, I apologize. Yeah we, yeah, we probably won't, but that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, my train of thought. Yeah. So I think it just came from a fundamental misunderstanding of what AI actually is in its current stage. Um, Because, it, you know, my whole idea was not to go and create a new gospel or have AI create something new that's outside of the, the biblical lens or biblical worldview. Um, in fact, you know, AI sometimes takes some liberty. I like to use the example of AI is just this big box that data can be pulled from. However, it is possible to go inside of that box and create your own little box inside of it and instruct it not to leave and go um, gather from the rest of the box, if that makes sense. So essentially what BibleMate is, it's just a smaller box containing what we Christians would deem as a view and the AI is instructed to stay within that box. So, I mean, ultimately you're never going to have a, well, at least, I mean, at least right now, unless you do some crazy fine tuning, you're not always going to have a perfect model that stays in 100% time. I would say about half of a percentage um, of time. It'll sometimes be a little bit too, um, I guess liberal in its, and I don't mean liberal politically, but I mean liberal maybe th uh, theologically um, in some certain areas, just because um, it isn't exactly fine fine tuned perfectly. But that is something um, that I'm actively working on day by day. But essentially, the whole premise behind it is obviously, as Christians, we cannot be teaching or getting theological answers that are inconsistent with the primary issues of Christianity at hand. So like things like the divinity of Jesus, um, the Trinity, things like this. Uh, Bible made it as a hundred percent solid when it comes to those particular issues. However, if you're, if you are to ask it a more, dare I say, controversial question or a question like a secondary issue that you know, most Christians, or maybe there's like two different interpretations. I'll use the example of um, continuationists. In other words, people who believe that the spiritual gifts like prophecy and healing and all those things died out with the apostles or continuationists who believe that those are alive and active in, in, you know, modern 2023 mm -hmm. um, worldview. And mm -hmm. if you ask it a question that, you know, dips along those lines it'll it'll show you multiple interpretations so mm -hmm. bible mate isn't meant to be this arbiter of truth it's a, it's it's going in import most importantly saying what does the bible say and then it uses different interpretations that you know different groups of christians has on that particular part of the bible um the most important thing that it's instructed to do is show historical and cultural context of you know of when the bible was written and it uses that combined with, um, you know, putting scripture at the forefront that I think ultimately gives the users the best and most like the most overview of what scripture is actually trying to say. And ultimately, it leaves it up to them to use their own discernment. 
on you know where, where they want to go with that, if that makes yeah. sense. So, hey, so um, this may be a question for Phil. I don't know. I, I'm not. Um, I mean, a lot of the guys around here have been senior pastor, executive pastor. I've never had to prepare for a sermon, but there's tools out there, right? That that people would use that would. Um, are they just? Uh, I don't know. I think a logos, which and others like that. They're just mm-hmm. biblical references, different translations, that yeah. sort of thing, right? Is that? Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I'm. You're talking to an old guy here, but I mean, I used <laughs> to do my sermons literally with uh, hardcover books, and I did look at some commentaries. I was always taught not to look at too many commentaries. But I did still look at commentaries because, uh, you know, I think other people's opinions. So I had a I had a Greek lexicon and I, I had a lot of things. And then, you know, when I moved into the uh, 21st century, you know, there were th- those things that you mentioned, Steve, the, those that software and stuff and, and those kind of things. But I can remember working hours and hours preparing a message, uh, yeah. you know, so. so. So this is if I'm kind of reading this right, this is just a new tool that's become available to um kind of help answer kind of help expand on on thoughts and principles in the bible um and are, right am i positioning this thing kind of for for both the the layperson and the pastor right i'm primarily for the layperson right nils is this where was where's the target audience for this yeah yeah pri- primarily um you know it is for the you know it's it's such a weird term but like yes the 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 lay christian or the church attendee who's you know at home reading their bible and has questions and doesn't have the scholarly sort of mindset that a pastor would have however right. i do have pastors regular regularly using biblemate for different um well pastors and churches and small group leaders and people in leadership in churches actively using um biblemate to not only help them um not necessarily sermon preparation but helping so for example a small group leader could use it to go on and um generate discussion questions open ended discussion questions help them come up with a you know say um the church has like a 8 week series that the small group is going in through Romans or something like that. Like you could, you could go on and generate an outline for that. You could generate open-ended discussion questions. You could generate, um, you know, different um, sort of outlooks on Romans, maybe get some commentary um, schedule, like how many verses you're doing or how, how to break it up, how to break up the entire book of Romans into like eight weeks and do it um, uh, and do it. Uh, I guess. Well, and the nice thing about it is it, it's, it's all there. I mean, you know, I mean, for me, it was like, I, I'd have all these different uh, things opened up and had the kitchen table full of references and all that. But with Bible made, it seems to me like it's all there. I mean, it's you, you can different tabs on it, I'm sure, but, but you're not like having to go It to me, it, it saves time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, I like to, I used the example uh, the other day, I was having a conversation with a pastor who is uh, running a church plant in Florida. And he had a bunch of like commentaries and books behind him. And I was just like, it essentially just takes that act of you getting up, getting out of your chair, grabbing one of those, um, <laughs> you know, books <laughs> on a theological topic, sitting down in your desk and reading 30 pages, 
which, you know, obviously I, I still encourage, like, I don't, um, I don't discourage people from actually doing their own study before going to Bible mate. In fact, I actually encourage it because I don't want Bible mate to be a supplement or in other words, in exchange or in place of your own Bible study. I want it to be something where people go to afterwards, after they've already, you know, sought the Lord, sought wise counsel, talked to, you know, mentors and whatnot, you know, however, not everyone has access to that and not everyone, um, you know, like right now you can just go to Bible and pull out your phone and then, and then ask it a question. So to answer your question, Phil, yes, it sort of just eliminates that, um, you know, that act of needing to go and do that because it'll just pull everything up in front of you, if that makes sense. Yep. So, so walk us through, um, just the typical use. You kind of mentioned it. Um, you know, I, I install the app, I, I open the app and do I, uh, how good do I have to be at asking questions or is there, um, tools to help me get the right, you know, question put together? How, how does it, how, how would you use it? Sure. What's a typical user? So what are they doing? Imagine, you know, Derek is, you know, he's 24 years old. He's, you know, he's studying his Bible in the morning at, at a coffee shop or something. All he does is he goes to biblemate.io and then he clicks sign up for a account. He puts in his email, his password, um, enters a little bit of information like what he's um, looking to get out of, out of his Bible study because Bible Mate uses that to sort of help tailor some of the questions and responses. And then he logs on and then he'll see a platform where there's three different teachers that are uniquely trained um, depending on where you are at in your Christian walk. So there's a teacher designed for new believers who is essentially a personified AI model who's trained to be, um, like I said, more tailored to new, to new believers. So he's not going to speak in the scholarly Christianese vocabulary, like dispensationalism and, you know, all these isms and um, schisms, if you will. <laughs> so he's going to be like more compassionate, sort of laid back, more like overview focused and more, like what, like what's the theme of the Bible? And then on the other hand, you have a scholarly type figure who's going to really deep dive into all the historical and cultural context and deep dive into the Greek and Hebrew words and sort of give you a most deeper understanding of what the text is actually saying. And then you also have a teacher in the middle, which I think most Christians are going to, um, well, most Christians do go to because they feel like they're somewhere in between. Like they're too, um, they're too nerdy for um, the, the beginner model and they're not nerdy enough to, for, for the scholar model. Let's just put it that way. Um, so, so is that, are these, are the, the models available to everybody or is it part yep. of, you know, when I just signed up, I'm, I'm a new Christian. So I'm just going to see the, the one I, I have actually, I have opportunity to ask all three. Yeah, you have uh, you can change as easily as just clicking a button. There's uh there's an interface that you just click on teachers and then you select what teacher you want. Um for the hackathon, I did build a a system where users could go on and build their own custom teacher that's tailored to their best learning ability and their best learning style and what they're looking to get out of Bible study. So you could go in and add a photo, add a add a name 
choose how detailed you want the responses to be, choose the tone of language. Like, do you learn best in a friendly conversation or do you learn best through stories and parables? Do you learn best from, um, sort of like scholarly, like here's, here's a textbook, go read it. Um, so that's currently, um, I, I took it off in this most recent new update I did just because it wasn't perfectly, um, it wasn't perfectly done. And so I didn't want to, you know, have anyone go in there and be confused, but eventually that that's going to be coming back. But right now people just have a choice between like new believer scholar, and then some somewhere um, in the middle. Do you name these so, teachers? But an example question. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So Alec, the, 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 they all start with A's. There's Alec, who is the um, new believer friendly guy. Uh, Atlas is the more in-depth scholarly guy. And then there's Asher, who's in the middle. He's sort of like the face of the face of Bible mate. Asher okay. is. And an example question that some people have been asking is just like, Hey, explain Psalm 23. And you can ask it to each individual, um, you know, Alec, Asher or Atlas. And then they're going to sort of give you different levels of detail in that response. For example, if you ask it to Alec, he's going to say, Oh, it's, um, it's one of the most famous verses. Here's the main theme, you know, you know, God is my shepherd, blah, 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 blah. And it's very shorter responses. And then if you ask that same question to, Asher or Atlas, it's going to go like verse by verse and sort of explain what every, not necessarily what every word means, but I mean, you do have that control. If you want to go in and say, what does every word mean of every single verse? Like you can, you can go and ask that if that makes sense. Uh -huh. um, Are they all, uh, will it answer questions outside of, I mean, Bible related, but outside of, you know, explain Psalm 23, it could be yep. how, in light of, well, current events may be challenging depending mm -hmm. on what the AI is, you know, what, 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 what's the, what's the breadth of things you could ask it and get uh, some reliable answers for? How do I navigate through pain I'm, ex I'm experiencing? Like I said, explain a particular part of the Bible. How can Jesus be both fully human and fully divine? Apologetical questions. You can say quiz me on Galatians 5 and it'll go through and um, make a little quiz for you and check your understanding. So it's really well, hard. I, like if there's one thing I've been having a hard time doing, Stephen, Phil, especially in this AI space is because of AI, the the use cases are truly like borderline un, unlimited. And it's it, it's like one of the biggest things is like when I'm explaining it sometimes is covering all of the breadth and width that AI and especially a tool like this can offer. And that's honestly been um, one of the things I've been struggling with the most is because, you know, you'll ask me a question of like, oh, what can I answer or what kind of questions can I ask? And it's like, I could give you a list of a thousand, like a thousand different ways, yeah. but a lot of people tend to use it and ask cultural questions that are going on in 2023 America and say like, what does the Bible say about this? You know, what does the Bible say about um, homosexual marriage? What does the Bible say about racism or what does the Bible say about um, this or that? So you can ask it these cultural questions. You can ask it context of the Bible. You can ask it where in the Bible does it say this, et cetera. Well, will it, is it capable of carrying on a discussion with me? Like if, if I said, you know, 
uh, I would navigate through the pain I'm experiencing. Will it come back and say, tell me about your pain or what does it do yeah. that sort of thing? Or is it, so it's, it's really not a, I, I try to characterize um, AI versus Google because mm-hmm. we've been trained for the past, what, 20 years now on Google yep. and how to ask questions of Google. And they're typically short, concise, yep. you have the right words in it. And, you know, you get the right three word phrase and you're going to get the best answers. Whereas AI is completely the opposite. I, in my experience in that the more elaborate you can be, the more you can share, the better it's going to do. So it'll, it'll nurture that, um, that aspect. Whereas, you know, tell me more. Yeah. Right. No. And that goes back to one of the, one of like the biggest reasons why I created it. It goes back to me on, you know, in my chair, looking up like what this pastor said about this. I couldn't just go and ask it for clarification or give it more details. Um, Like I couldn't just say elaborate on X or elaborate on Y or give it more in, you know, give him more information to personally tailor to me. So with BibleMate, it's conversational, meaning that you're having a conversation with this scholar or, you know, or this Christian theologian who has an unlimited amount of patience level to any, you know, to any question like you may have, he has a limited amount of time to give you and will have no problem giving you a long answer, a short answer, doing it in whatever way you want it to. So if you ask it a question, like, what does the Bible say about, um, you know, eschatology or something and it it may give you like the four or five different main views about the end times and then you can just say because it because it remembers what you said it'll you can just say oh can you elaborate on premillennialism and then it'll elaborate on premillennialism and then you say there's one part of that i don't understand can you help me better understand that part and then it'll go through and pull from everything and give you a better explanation and you can in theory do that infinitely amount, amount of times because it'll remember what it said in the conversation. Um, and when you want to create a new conversation, you just click the button and then boom, it resets. And then you can go into a different um, avenue. Yeah. So, so Nils, we're running out of time here. Yep. Uh, but, but let me ask you a, a couple of questions. Uh, how old are you? I'm 23 years old. You're 23 years old. Wow. And, and why do you think, uh, so your generation would you say your generation's more open to AI than the other generations that are older? More open to AI? I say yeah. absolutely yes. Okay. Why do you think 100%. that is? Why do you think that is? I mean, I just think it's by virtue of how fast how fast technology has even developed even in the last five years in the fact that, um, you, you know, these kids, especially, See nowadays in my generation and even the generation, like I think it's going to be even more exacerbated through the generations younger than me, like the kids in middle school and high school right now, where everyone has a phone, everyone has social media, everyone is online. And now um, AI is being integrated into so many of these social media apps where it's just a matter of exposure. And, you know, I would say most, you know, the older generations, like maybe even older millennials or even, um, you know, like boomers, especially like the baby boomers, um, they just, they didn't grow up with it. Y- you know, yeah. you didn't grow up with cell phones. You didn't, you didn't like, if you had to ask for directions, you had to stop at the, <laughs> the, 
the nearest gas station <laughs> or pull out your atlas in order to figure out where you're going. Now, yeah, unless kids, you're a guy, if you're a I've guy, noticed. you don't you don't stop if you're a guy. You just keep <laughs> driving. But, but I'm right, sorry, you, just, you just figure it out. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. You're good. Um, but now, like, you can't like. I think of anyone in my um, generation, especially the generation younger than me, if I get in a car with anyone my age, the, the first thing is like, even if they know how to get to someplace, most oftentimes they're pulling out their their maps or their, their Google maps, because it'll show you the fastest way to get there. And so this this technology, I feel like, even considering how fast AI has advanced in the next or in the last even year, per se, ChatGPT first became huge around like winter or fall of last year. And now all of a sudden you can have autonomous AI agents that are like working in your back end and building your business for you and writing content, like, and just so everything's so tailored and moving so quickly now. And I, and I honestly don't think it's going anywhere. So that gives me motivation to sort of fight on the front lines, if you will, to sort of help lead and help Christians use it in a, I don't use the term ethically, but in a, in a biblical way. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're, we're talking with uh, Mills Galberson here. Did I get your name right? Galberson? <laughs> Was it the dad or the mom? I said That's it like fine. The dad. That's the fine. dad one, right? <laughs> I want to, well, we have two ways to say it here. At least I do. So we, we got, we got uh, Mills here and, and Mills, we're talking about Bible mate. We're running out of time here. How can yep. people get Bible mate? What does it cost them to get this? So it's, you just go to BibleMate.io. Um, there's currently a, another BibleMate out there called BibleMate.org, but I currently have the trademark in the process. And so I hopefully, because there, there's been a few times where people have been confused and that's just really bothering the, the heck out of me. So yeah. I'm going through the trademark process right now. But We, we can relate to, to that. We can relate <laughs> yeah. to that. But yeah, let's go not to, go there. Yeah. <laughs> go to BibleMate.io and it's free to sign up. It, it's, it, it is completely free to sign up. Um, you can use it. Um, you can ask a handful of questions and then eventually it'll ask you um, to continue using it. You pay, it's seven bucks a month. And then there's also a 10 bucks a month um, subscription that essentially gives you like full, un like unlimited access pretty much. Um, it gives you uh, um, a good amount of words where you, should, you shouldn't be running out of words by, by the time you get to um, the end of every month. So it's either seven bucks or it's 10 bucks. And the only reason I have to do that is because every time someone goes in and puts in an input, it costs me Nils Galbrandson, uh, money. And so I would love, you know, I'm not a rich person by any means, so I can't just give this away for free. And it also just, just gives people a way to support me and support, um, the mission that I'm sort of fighting on. And I think is think is incredibly important, especially for these up and coming generations. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, good. good that's deal. sort of the yeah, ways that, about it. All right, but award it's free winning. To try. Like, yeah, no problem. Okay, good. So, award winning. Who gave you the award? So it was a combination of Uversion, the Bible app, the the CEO of Glue, which serves about you know close to a hundred thousand different churches across the United States. And the VP of Right Now Media, which is also big in the Christian space, it was at this conference that I was participating at um, in Colorado, where a bunch of 
40 different teams came together and discovered how to use AI for the church and how to help Christians using AI. And Bible Mate was fortunately um, uh, cool enough for them that those uh, those three um, entities deemed it um, best product design is 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 the award. So nice. All right. Good deal. Not only won awards, he won cash prizes. So yes. And we were at streaming church was at the same conference. So that's where we met Nils. Yeah. All right. All world. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. All right. Well, look, we're out of time here. We'll have to, we'll have to have you on again. So people can, can check this out at biblemate.io and uh, check it out see what you give us your thoughts on that. That would be wonderful. Uh, And, and if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you Nils? Best way to do that is um, email. So it would just be nils at biblemate.io. Okay. All right. I can, nils I can, at biblemate.io. Yep. Uh, and that's N-I. Email that directly or you can email that directly or you can just go on the website and then there's a little contact portal there. Yeah. Right. Good deal. All right. And, you know, look, if anybody, you missed all that or whatever, you can just always go to streamingchurch.tv. That's us. And uh, we'll we'll certainly connect you guys up with, uh, with Nels. All right. Nels, thank you so much. This has been fun. This has been very interesting. Thank you so much, Phil and Steve. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, well, you're, yeah, very, you're very welcome. We're glad to have you on. All right. And thank you, folks, for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Be sure and uh, subscribe to the Church Solutions Podcast when you get a chance. And you can always give us some feedback. We would love to hear it. And uh, so on behalf of Mills here and uh, Steve, I'm Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you again on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast.